everybody. Welcome to UGA Sports, the uh, rumors versus fact edition of our live show. It's our recruiting show. It is a, uh, a good 30 minutes to 45 minutes of Georgia recruiting talk. I'm joined by the entire recruiting gang. We had Jed, May, Lance, Trent, you know, everybody here. The, the whole gang's here, and we couldn't be on the show last week. Uh, we had a off week, and it just worked out that <laughs> we started talking. Hey, can you do the show tonight? I can't do the show tonight. What about you? I can't do it. It's not a good night for me either. So it was just a uh, a bad. Uh, it was a bad week, and we needed an off week because uh, the class is kind of winnowing down, and we're having to move more to twenty twenty five. But there are a few. There have been a few misses. One get and some kind of changing targeting for the uh, class of 2024. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about the 2025 class. If you have any questions or comments, please put them in the uh, comment section there. We will address those on the show. We'll share them on the screen. And if you have questions, drop them in. We will answer questions from the dog, uh, mm -hmm. vet, excuse me, from the vault. We will answer those questions first because those are our paying subscribers and we got to take care of them. Well, we love them, even uh, Big Fatty. We love him too. He's always got good questions. So we'll talk to those about those in a minute. All right, Jed, starting with you. Georgia's had two misses on the recruiting trail since we've started or since our last show. Let's talk about them. Yeah. Um, last the Saturday of the Vanderbilt game, Georgia missed on Aiden Breland, defensive tackle from California. It was Georgia, Oregon, and Miami, I believe, with the finalists. He went to Oregon, and that was one. If you, if you follow the UGA Sports Vault, that's one where it was kind of coming down to the wire to the last couple of days. And, um, you know, Georgia uh, ended up losing out to Oregon and Dan Landing, who's putting together a great class. And then the following Saturday, uh, Georgia lost on LJ McCray to Florida. And that was another one. And Trent, you you had a good pulse on this one throughout where it was like, is it it's Georgia and Florida State? And then Florida's kind of getting in there. And, and it was really those three for a while. Um, and then Trent, you posted on Friday night that that you had been told that that he was going to Florida. That's where he made. His, that's where he uh, committed to on Saturday afternoon. So it, it's two big losses, two different positions. You know, Breland's more the three tech type. Breland is more the defensive end, five tech. Maybe could stand up a little bit, but both would have been great additions to the defensive line. And now they are heading elsewhere. And in McCray's case, uh, going to a major SEC rival. So. Uh, no way to spin it. It's it's two uh, two pretty tough blows on the uh, on the recruiting trail and on the defensive line front for over the uh, over the past yes ten days or so. Yeah, I think Georgia was hoping for at least one of them because uh, it, it's it's one of those things where Georgia's got a, a you know a, a nucleus committed at, on the defensive line. They got they got the five tech, they got uh, a three tech, and uh, Jordan Thomas. They got the nose guard. Um, you know, still recruiting uh, another nose guard. But I think this would kind of been the cherry on top for the defense line class just to land one one of these guys. And, and I, you know, there's no points for second place, definitely in recruiting. But, you know, that Breland, uh, you know, was favoring Georgia back in, in July, August. Uh, the, the longer it got away from that, the, you know, that September visit is the more – Steam uh, Oregon gained uh, on the trail, and then LJ McCray. Uh, I think you were just hoping that Georgia uh, would would get a visit, get an unofficial visit, because he mm -hmm. visited in late July, and you know he had a chance to take an unofficial visit to Florida, an official visit to Florida State. Georgia was still right there, went and visited him. We're talking to him all throughout this past week, but um, come Friday night, that 
I, I was told that, that Florida was going to gain this commitment, and and they were able to do that on Saturday. And I think in the grand scheme of things, there was a, a lot of family ties with, with that one to the University of Florida, and that's what ultimately uh, won this recruitment over. I'm going to give a little inside baseball stuff here. We have a group chat at UJ Sports. We have like a team chat and we have a recruiting chat. And, you know, most of these guys do both, you know. Well, hell, I don't think we have anybody. It's just one or the other, really. But everybody will pitch in where it, where it needs – the work needs to be done. Lance is working on team stuff. Jet's working on team stuff. So this trip with his snap counts and things. And we were hearing the whole Georgia uh, FSU thing. And then uh, Trent's like, I'm here in Florida. I'm like, we're not – where the hell is this coming from? And then Friday night before it all happens, he's like, I'm telling you all it's Florida. I'm like, okay. And I actually reached out to somebody on the UJ staff. I'm like, hey, I heard it's Florida. He's like, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And he said, it's uh, they're writing a big check down there. And it, it, not to say that he was bought. It's just, you know, there's an NIL as a consideration as well. Um, those things are, it, it's a lot less certainty in the recruiting game. Pro and con. You know, it kind of goes both ways. So um, what you thought was a sure thing one week or a couple months ago, and you can't even follow the visits anymore. It used to be, you know, uh, we watch a kid take five, ten visits somewhere, and you're like, oh, he, that, he's definitely going there. Well, that's what you think until until he goes somewhere else. Speaking of like winning a, and eight, losing, go ahead. The 18 visits KJ took. So. Yeah, exactly. Five years ago, uh, Everybody who's watching this, uh, Brian Jackson, I know Brian Wilkerson would know this, uh, Darren Franklin, you know that uh, kid takes 18 visits. Hell, he's on staff. He's got all the gear, you know. He's, hell, he's come to watch every practice. You know, that's, uh, that's a kid George is getting, but th things change. So, uh, But speaking of things changing, Lance, Georgia picked up a recruitment. They flipped somebody. Mm -hmm. from from LSU uh Andre Evans rivals 250 four-star quarterback um out of Christ Presbyterian Academy in Nashville and you know I think it's kind of funny Jed was in Nashville um you know covering the Vanderbilt game and next thing maybe go see him slacker next thing we know well he he was seeing another another potential flip uh commit to actually a cornerback as well but you know we get the news after that you know Evans is is going to be is going to be committing then you know that's a i think that's a you know a positive pickup obviously it's not you know a defensive lineman that some people are kind of you know a little a little ticked about and say that, you know this class of defensive lineman might be lacking at least in the 24 class for georgia but i mean still it's a positive flip um you know kirby recruits dbs really really well um fran brown this was something that you know he never gave up on and uh you know i know that uh you know, I was told that, you know, Evans, uh, you know, stayed in contact with Brown um, and maybe not on a daily basis, but on a weekly basis. And, you know, the, his hard work paid off. Um, it's a pretty good pickup for Georgia, I would say. Yeah. What do we know about Andre Evans, guys? So Georgia offered him during a or after a camp workout this summer and, and we all know or have seen how important those camp offers to be you know dylan bell trend i think was a camp offer cole spear was a camp offer um you know georgia gets these in-person evaluations on these kids and it and it plays both positive and negative you know whatever guys this past summer who you know camped in athens and things kind of you know tailed off after that but um, as far as andre evans he got offered 
and he, he gave the typical response, you know, I'm super excited, whatever. And then like 10 days later, he commits to LSU. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> much to do about nothing, I guess. And then, you know, to, to kind of give a backstory on him, we kind of heard some uh, smoke about him. I want to say last Tuesday or, or whenever it was. And, and I reached, I had reached out to him earlier in the day saying, Hey, is Georgia still in contact? And he said, yeah, they want me as a corner. And I said, okay, well, are you going to be getting to campus soon by any chance? And are you trying to get up for a game? And he said, yeah, I flipped last night. I'm going to try to get back to campus soon. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay then. So um, like Grant said, this is one where you don't burn bridges. You keep in touch with these kids. And and it paid off. Now he's 6'1", was it say 181 pounds. So sounds like a corner. I mean, a a lot of the questions in the aftermath, I was like, well, what is Corey getting a, cur- a corner for? We need, we need safeties. I think, and, and Trent, you've alluded to this on the board too. Kirby is kind of a get these guys on campus and we'll figure it out later. Uh, you, you've got some guys like Ellis, Rob- Ellis Robinson is a corner. He, he is a corner, will be a corner. Uh, but a guy like Andre Evans, maybe a guy like uh, DeMello Jones, who's committed is more of a, we'll, we'll get a guy on campus and, and we'll see, how it goes, especially if the, if these guys early enroll and you can get to go through spring practice. So, um, but like Lance, he's a very talented guy. I I didn't realize he was in the top two hundred and fifty of my rankings. So I guess you I guess when I get down, towards <laughs> so you ranked him high. I didn't even know it. Yeah, I'm just kind of throwing stuff at the wall at that point. But no, he's a very good player. He's got good size, which which Kirby obviously loves to go for. Um, and those guys on the outside and um, you know, a big pickup at a. Uh, at a position of need, at least as far as the secondary goes, with KJ Bolden miss, Peyton Woodyard miss, um, you know, Jalen Hayward was was ushered out of the class. So uh, Georgia needed to add a DB, and they got one. Well, remember because I was looking up something today on Javon Buller. What do we have him classified as? Cornerback. Yeah. You know, came in and played nickel. Now he's one of the top safeties in the nation. Uh, and I. And I, I, don't, I don't want to put words in Kirby's mouth, and I don't want to guess on his philosophy, but I, in my my gut feeling is it is harder to find a lockdown corner, a man corner, a corner who can play on an island the way Kirby's defenses are designed, the way they uh, run it a lot, uh-huh. than it is to find a safety. You know, And that's not to say – I mean, safety is very important. Nickels are important. Everyone's just very, very important. But, uh, you know, if you can find a Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes, you know, like Kamari Lasseter, Safety is good, but I mean, just the way Kirby's scheme is, I think there's more um, impetus to sign the elitist uh, cornerbacks than it is the best safeties. And mm-hmm. it's almost like when you, how many guys does Georgia take that are offensive tackles in high school that we know we're going to move into guard? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's important that, uh, it, that no matter what they're classified as, you better be able to cover um, yeah. Yeah. In, in this team. I, I don't it the the days of the hard hitting safety coming down, and I think Lewisine has really been the maybe Richard LeCount been the, the the guys that are are guys that didn't really fit the scheme that Georgia was running, but they were too good to 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 miss right. to to skip on. But I think that um, those type of days of having those type of players in your system are, are just uh, over with just for the fact that you, unless they're a can't miss prospect because it, there's so much covering going on in, in Kirby's defense, whether it's star safety. Um, you see how many times safeties get manned up on, uh, go man to man against a slot receiver. And you saw it a bunch. Uh, you know, I remember Lewis seeing going one on one in the national championship with uh, 
Alabama slot receiver a couple years ago. So it, it's uh, you better be able to cover, and that the the way the way you cover that uh, on the recruiting trail is you get as many cornerbacks that can cover as possible, and you know, let 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 the chips fall where they lay when you when they get on campus. Yeah, uh, that's a perfect example. I mean, look at what they do with their nickel guys. You know. That there's you have three different positions that they will put in there. They'll put a safety in there sometimes, a guy that's been recruited safety to put cornerbacks in there, and sometimes an outside linebacker, you know. <laughs> so it's uh, they're looking for the best athletes, and uh, Andre Evans is uh, pretty highly renowned. I mean, yeah. Jed didn't even realize that he ranked him that high, so uh, a good pickup for them. Okay, so two misses, one gain over the last two weeks. Who's left? Well, um, defensive back, you know, Lance kind of alluded to it. Marcellus Barnes is a guy – he's committed to Virginia Tech, and he's another guy. He he came to campus. Georgia offered him – it was in the spring. And, you know, he committed to Virginia Tech and kind of fell off the radar. But he told me Georgia has always – has been in contact, but has always been very respectful of his, of his commitments. And, hey, Virginia Tech's a great school, but we also still want you. Uh, so he showed up for the Kentucky game. Georgia seems to have made a, a serious move. You know, I, I think I like where Georgia's at for Barnes. He told me he might be back in Athens for the Ole Miss game. Um, I, I just, I really, and he's, and he's a really good player. He's another guy who plays corner at uh, the Macaulay school in Chattanooga, but could, I think Lance, I think he told you he plays, could slide over to safety if yeah. needed. Um, so he's a really good player. I think Georgia's in a good spot for him. He did tell me any kind of decision wouldn't come until after their season, after the playoffs and everything. Um, so nothing imminent, but but I like where Georgia is for him. Um, you know, defensive line, there's a lot of, of JUCO guys out there. You know, Brian Taylor is one who's kind of a, you know, we've got him listed at 6'6", 270. So that might be a little bit more of that five tech, um, like a LJ McCray. There is a guy named Jerome Simmons, who is, let's see, what do we have him listed at? 6'5", 320. So that might be your maybe three tech type, like an Aiden Breland, a bigger version of Aiden Breland, but... Um, you know, a bigger interior guy. And then Trent, you kind of uh, dug up the news on Friday. Georgia outside linebackers coach Jadera Uzo-Daribe made a trip to uh, Missouri to see Williams uh, Winery. And that's one everyone remembers, you know, Georgia was right in it. And, and then he ends up uh, choosing Missouri there in the last week. Th- that's one to watch. I mean, it's, it's I know we have a, a vault question about uh, Dylan Stewart, who's another kind of five tech type. I, I just think, Winery is the one they're going at trying to flip and trying to keep hammer that, you know, long-term development pitch and come to Georgia, go first round, be like Trayvon Walker, uh, be like Michael Williams could be a potential first round pick down the line. Uh, so that's one to watch. I think they need to get him back on campus for a game. Um, so there's two games, two home games in Athens left. So it'll be interesting to see if he shows up, but yeah, that's one Trent when you put that out on Friday, that, yeah, because, you know, a lot of the coaches went to see commits. There, there weren't a ton of guys going to see targets because there aren't a lot of 2024 targets left. Uh, but that was one that uh, that definitely raised some eyebrows on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it made me think that that Georgia had gotten the news that they weren't going to get McCray, and, um, and now they're going to go full onslaught after williams Nwanery, and that was the opportunity to get, you know. I, I don't think they ever lost contact. I think contact mm-hmm. has remained throughout – but that was a chance to get in front of his face, uh, you know, once again. Uh, it, I guess it was unfortunate that uh, um, Missouri head coach Drink Drinkwitz or whatever uh, landed a helicopter uh, 
at the field yeah. that day. But um, but still, every opportunity to get in front of the family, get in front of the the kid, and um, you know, not saying Georgia has a great shot at that, but it's just mm -hmm. the the opportunity to to keep that relationship building and, and see what happens uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, I'd like to add, you know, maybe Cam, I think Ronnie and I and, and Jed kind of talked about this today at Media Villability, but Cam Michael, he's another one of those guys. Um, you know, I know, uh, you know, it sucks to lose a guy, um, you know, from Colquitt County in your own state that's committed for a while. But, uh, you know, Michael's playing states where he's listed as a cornerback, but he's well, an athlete. But uh, Trent, didn't you mention something on the board? Maybe it's, you know, Georgia telling him that he could play you know, wherever he wanted, he could be a receiver that they could also be going after that. Well, from what I was told, they were told that uh, he was, he's been, he's been recruited as a cornerback this entire time. Now it's a situation where, Hey, you come on campus as an athlete, we'll figure it out when you get here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's kind of where they put it instead of saying, Oh, you can come here and play receiver. Cause I think that's not the honest truth, but you get here and we'll, we'll, we'll find that find the best spot for you. Kind of like they did with McCall Hardman. You know, they, they started him off as a cornerback and then they moved him over to wide receiver. Just see where see where you're more comfortable at, see where you're best fit of this team. So, um, you know, that opens up the possibility of doing what he wants to do, which is play wide receiver. But I don't think it's uh, – I don't think George is just fully on to him as a wide receiver. It's more it's just an athlete. Yeah, and he's a kid that's been to Georgia a lot over the, you know, the past. Uh, you know, just looking at his rivals page, visits – you know, I don't know if he's made a visit since, you know, June of 2022. He probably has. But, you know, he's another one of those kids that could fill, you know, one of those last couple spots that are left. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And when you talk about talk about receivers, there's another guy that George has kind of made a move for, Terrell Anderson from North Carolina, committed to NC State, attends, I believe, Grimsley High School, which is where Jamal Jarrett went. And he came to Athens for, I believe, the Kentucky game. Yeah, it was Kentucky. Um, and, you know, all the reports out of that, it seemed like Georgia has yeah, – and, and we kind of said going into the season, it's going to be interesting to see who shows up on campus, who kind of shoots up toward the top of the board. It seems like Terrell Anderson is at least among a select group who has kind of moved up the board there. And you see there he's 6'3", six, six, 184 pounds. I mean, good receiver size. And – you know, Georgia's got a history of flipping NC State commits with, with they they got Kyron Jones right there at the very end last year. So um, that's one to watch for sure at receiver. There's always, you know, and I know we have all questions about you know, Mike Matthews is out there. I just, I personally just don't see it with Mike Matthews. Um, not impossible, I guess. I know there was kind of some, some smoke that he may end up visiting. I can't remember which game that was that he might get to. Um, didn't happen. I just... Personally, I don't see it. I mean, crazier things have happened, um, but I don't see it with Mike Matthews. And uh, but yeah, there you know, there's, there's guys out there they can look to flip. There's you know, Draylon Miller is a guy who, who Jordan tried to get in with, be committed from, uh, I believe Texas A&M maybe. So there's all kind of guys out there. There's still two months till signing day, and it's gonna be these these last two home games are gonna be very interesting because obviously it's your last shot to get somebody on campus at least for a game day uh, before signing day. So. It's going to be interesting to see if any big names kind of pop up just out of nowhere in Athens. Yeah, uh, I think the, the important thing here is, uh, and, and the reason why we we're talking, about, I was talking about Michael is Georgia's going after a specific type of receiver. Uh, to, yeah. to, and I think Terrell Anderson fits that mold of being that outside receiver mm -hmm. um, that Georgia's going after. And then you know Georgia's got a lot of guys that 
uh, or our five eleven six foot speedsters, mm-hmm. and I think Georgia's trying to get that X factor on the outside that can go up and and and, and jump ball uh, uh, in the end zone and 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 win those one on one. So. I think it's a specific type receiver that they want to land in this class. If they can't, they'll go try to go to the portal. But I think uh, Anderson definitely fits that mold, and um, and we'll see what happens there. And I think Georgia will continue to recruit this position hard and, and evaluate that position because I do think they'll bring in at least one more. I believe Anderson will be coming back the Mizzou game. If you scroll down on his rivals page, it says – I looked at his looking at Earth the last few days. It says November 3rd. So that's a yeah. game, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. So, uh, that, but that does have a question about uh, big fatty's question about who's, who's, who could be visiting. Uh, let's hop onto that real quick. Uh, uh, big fatty ninety four says, "Who could y'all envision being some recruits that could end up at a visit at UGA for Mizzou or Ole Miss that may open some eyes?" I think uh, you just mentioned Terrell. That, that could open some eyes. Uh, I can think a lot of things, man. I got a wild imagination, but <laughs> um, I've got a few early visitors down here for the Missouri game. It was Monty Chroma, who is just an absolute stud at running back for Lee County. Uh, he'll be back for the Missouri game. Cortez Smith, a 25 offensive lineman who Georgia's in really good shape with. Georgia likes him as a center, and he's been to Athens. That dude's always in Athens. I mean, he's been to Athens probably close to double-digit times, I would guess, and he's a, he's a junior. So Georgia's in a good spot with him. We mentioned Terrell Anderson. Zayden Walker is actually going to be at the Florida game this weekend. And be back in Athens for the Missouri game. Third, Who's giving them the ticket to the game, Georgia, mm-hmm. Florida. Well, that's a good question, but he—I don't know. <laughs> he made it seem like it was—I don't know. He, I don't think Florida is super up there in his recruitment. I could be wrong. I guess I don't know. Could be the Michigan spy. You what, Trent? Could be the Michigan spy. True. Yeah, yeah could be the Michigan spy. up. Ole Miss. We've got uh, Nasir Johnson, the Florida uh, commit defensive lineman. Another guy George is going after. We didn't mention him earlier, but he's more of that three-tech mold as well. Georgia is is really pushing hard for him. He'll be there. I think Justice Terry is going to be there for Ole Miss. And then Brian Taylor, who I mentioned earlier as a JUCO guy, is is planning to be there or was looking at – last time I talked to him was looking at the Ole Miss game uh, to get to town. So – um, but definitely, I mean, those games are going to be, and I mean, the Missouri game is definitely going to be because they're off. That's two potentially top 25 matchups. Missouri's at 330. Ole Miss will probably be 330 or a night game. So two marquee matchups, two marquee uh, time slots, I guess. Um, so those are going to be uh, huge, huge weekends, I'm, I'm guessing for sure. If you're if you're trying to envision somebody coming in, uh, I mean, uh, nothing's confirmed on our our end whatsoever. But it would not surprise me if a guy like Williams Nwanri popped up at the Georgia Missouri game. Um, you yeah, know, he's, he's committed to Missouri. I'm just watching my team. Well, he he's close friends with uh, Dylan Rolla. He's close yeah. with that family, and it just that would be something that would not surprise me. Now, with Georgia going out there and visiting him. Him saying, "Well, I'm going. I'm going to see some friends, and you know, he's got family in Atlanta, and uh, so it would not surprise me to see him pop up there. But um, that that's nowhere near confirmed. That so, um, but if we're just if we're just looking at, at guys that could pop up, yeah, I mean, I, I give just I mean some of the names I, I can see KJ Bolden coming back for those. You can see you know, Juju Lewis coming back, you know, popping up for that. I mean, those are." fun matchups that you're going to get a lot of players who 
may not have any real interest, but they want to go see the the biggest game of the week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, well, Lincoln Rally even be there when Juju's there. So, yeah. <laughs> I think another name too uh, in the class of 2025 is uh, Elijah Melendez, um, inside linebacker from OCO or OCL High School in Kissimmee, Florida. He's he just released the top ten last week, and Georgia made the cut. He was supposed to be at a game earlier this year. He ended up not being able to come, I think, through some family reasons, he told me. But he was telling me that he was going to try to make it back for, for one of the final two home games this year. Definitely see that. All right, from Seabuck11, uh, or I guess as I say it, thanks, Seabuck, for popping in a question. How do you feel the uh, defensive line situation is playing out? Who are some guys you think UGA has a good chance of getting? Yeah, I mean, you've hit on it a little bit. I think you, you got to watch Nasir Johnson because he was at uh, – jeez, I forget what – he was. he's been at a game. He was at the Kentucky game, according to my list here. So, um, and again, he's it, – it's interesting because the the math would tell you, okay, Georgia misses on Aiden Breland, you turn up the heat on Nasir Johnson. I, I've heard from some people that Georgia's pushing pretty hard for Nasir Johnson even before the Breland thing went down. So, he's a guy that Georgia wants. He's from Dublin. Uh, you know, an in-state kid, obviously. His, I know he's got family members who are big Georgia fans. So that's that's one to watch. And again, it's a position of of need. It becomes that much that much more important to get that guy because if you get him, all of a sudden, okay, you've you've got a you know, it's, it's not a one for one swap, but a Breland replacement. And then if you can add, you know, a, a Williams Winery or you know a, a Brian Taylor, someone to fill that five tech spot. Then all of a sudden you're feeling a little bit better about that defensive line class. So uh, Nasir Johnson definitely is one I would watch, and and Makai Boyro as well. We haven't really talked a ton about him. Georgia momentum I think isn't as hot maybe as it once was, but he's still a guy Georgia wants. Um, you know that that interior nose tackle maybe three tech spot. Um, he's going to be at the, at the Georgia Florida game on Saturday. Once was committed to Florida, so um, those two guys, the JUCO guys, and then anyone else who might pop up. Um, you know, either a, a late rising JUCO guy or just somebody pops up on campus down the stretch. All right. Uh, next question from uh, What's Up Dog. There's been some speculation recently that uh, Georgia has a legitimate chance of flipping Williams uh, Wanari to our dogs. Can you verify that is the case? And if it is, in fact, the case, do you like Georgia's chances? So is there a chance and a legitimate chance? And if so, likelihood. Yeah, I mean, Trent, I think it depends on your definition of legitimate, right? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he's flipping, uh, but, you know, there, there's been rumors all around that he's still looking, and I think uh, with Georgia, he he himself said that Georgia finished second in the race when he was with Missouri, Oklahoma finished behind Georgia. I think, but but I think Georgia and Oklahoma are the two schools that he's still legitimately looking at. Um, it, it's it, I'm not going to say it's uh, a great chance, but there is um, still an opportunity. I think you would have to get him back on campus um, in in some sort. Whether if, if it's Missouri with him watching Missouri, uh, I think you have to get him back on campus. But um, I do think there is a um, there's an opportunity. Uh, there's not a there's not a um, a big chance I would say because that Missouri money runs a long ways, but uh, uh, nil money, but. Um, I will say um, there is an opportunity, and he is listening. I will say that. That's that's all you can hope for, really. Yeah. 
Uh, Realistic UGA fan 11 says, uh, we know y'all have, we have some nuggets on some names. We are working on flipping and we're going to have success behind the scenes. Who are those names? Well, that's not like we're holding back. You guys have mentioned just about everybody that could possibly flip. Yeah. I mean, Arch Manning. <laughs> that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what I thought. We're getting everybody. Here comes training days sometimes. Uh, future soon-to-be Texas starting quarterback, Arch Manning. But um, I think you look at Nasir Johnson. I think George has a good shot with him. Uh, Terrell Anderson, George has a good shot with, I would say. Uh, Marcellus Barnes, who I mentioned earlier. Um, those three guys stick out right now. But, again, I mean, Waneri is listening. Um, you know, if, if a res- another receiver maybe other than Anderson pops up, that, you know, there, there's a lot of – possibilities and again i think with how big these visit games are going to be if anyone pops up at those games then it could be an interesting chance or interesting look at who might who might really be listening who might show up um so but yeah i would say johnson barnes and um anderson i would say are the three that i guess are most likely right now is, is how i would put it yeah, and like I said, well, there's a lot of people still listening. Uh, you know, yes. with, with the KJ Boldens, and uh, you know, George has been in contact with Xavier uh, Philome or whatever his name is from uh, the Florida Commit Safety Commit. So, uh, you, you know, there's still there's still things. There's still going to be in-home visits with a lot of these guys when it comes to December. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say uh, Jed hit the nail on the head with the the most most realistic. Man, you didn't say KJ Bold immediately. You didn't say Sammy Brown. I don't. I mean. Y'all are not going to make this show worth a damn. Sammy Brown is not flipping in Georgia. So. <laughs> yeah, that's just not, we're not even going to mention it. I mean, he, he made that decision. Let's give me KJ Bolden. I mean, give me a soundbite we can use for social. I mean, Jesus, I need something. We gave you Arch Manning. That's all you get. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we're, when we're getting breezy, too. All right. Um, the boy racer 45 says it uh, feels like Kirby always wins one big recruitment and then the cycle near early signing day. And this year's uh, best option seem to be KJ Bold and Mike Matthews and Williams. Wondering what are the odds we flip at least one of them? I mean, none of them are, are more than I mean, I 15%. I mean, it's, I was going to say 20. Yeah. I mean, it's just that none of them are, are that great of a chance. I mean, I think, if you're looking at those, I, I would say yeah. KJ Bolden is probably the most realistic, just because his relationship with Kirby and mm-hmm. his relationship with uh, um, with with some of the commits. But um, I wouldn't say any of them are are something that we have stories already wrote on. We might yeah. have stories wrote on before they committed that the first right. time, but uh, not <laughs> stories now. I mean, I think if you want to be, if you want a glimmer of hope with the Winery thing, I think. You know, with with um, when when he, when he went to Missouri, there was a lot of okay. There's the NIL, and there's the you know he can start getting it in high school and whatever. If you can just keep chipping away and just keep hammering that again, the long term development, the to come get developed, all that kind of stuff, which was the heart of the pitch to begin with. You never know. Maybe it gets through at some point. I know there were there were there were family members who who kind of liked that pitch originally. Um. So, so maybe you get through. I don't know. That's how I think. That's your road to success there. If you get them back on campus, like in the um, in the recruiting lounge, I know they've got a electronic ticker thing around the top that's those guys like career earnings, rookie contracts, 
that kind of stuff. So they might just have Trayvon Walker's like going on a loop for two <laughs> hours before the game, just trying to hammer that home. So that's your road to success, I guess, with um, with Winery. But again, I just none of them are 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 super. The, the broad side, I would say, is all three of these prospects that are mentioned have one family member that would like them to go to Georgia. Right. I think that is one one positive aspect. I, that I don't. I wouldn't say the same with Oklahoma being the case. I'm talking about a parent uh, of the the three guys. So I think that's where it leaves the door open. And um, uh, you know, I think communication will continue to take place. And and I think all three of them will get in home visits before all said and done. And uh, we'll see where see where it falls. Yeah. Uh, my take on some of those is. They've got really good deals, you know, and Georgia came in, like I said, very tight. They have family members that want them to do it. But Georgia is not going to go uh, match some of the deals these guys have. I'm not saying that's the number one reason they picked the schools they did. Those were obviously, you know, in their mix before some of that stuff came out. But uh, Georgia's fighting an uphill battle on at least two of those. So, uh, which does – bring up something uh, near and dear to my heart. You notice behind me, I have a bottle of the Hunker uh, vodka. That is something new from ASW Distillery. That is in conjunction with the Classic City Collective. In other words, if you go out and buy a Hunker vodka, some of the proceeds of that go to the Classic City Collective. They don't go to a specific player. They're not going to have any players who are uh, pitching vodka or beer or anything like that. But if you go to a tailgate and you buy Tito's Tito's gave $20 million to the university of Texas and for their facility upgrades. So Tito's big sponsors of the university of Texas. So if you're buying Tito's, you're helping out the university of Texas. If you buy hunker, you're helping out the university of Georgia. My point is when you help out UGA, they have more NIL money to take care of the guys they want to come back who might go off to the NFL, like, you know, a Cedric Ben Pran or guys like that, you know, who stick around an extra year, a Nolan Smith, and they go, hey, glad you came back. You know, we've got this great opportunity for you. There are these, these companies that want you to be the face of their brand. You cut this commercial. Here's a check. You know, thanks for staying. And it works out great. Uh, they're not going all in on a high school kid as much as some of these other schools who haven't won two titles back to back. But the more they have in their war chest, the more they can go toe-to-toe with some of these other schools for the high school kids and take care of their proven starters. So, um, again, Georgia, what are the chances? Until they're able to go toe-to-toe on the uh, NIL front, you don't know how many these kids can flip. And that's why they have to sell, uh, you know, earnings and signing bonuses and stuff like that because they're not they're not doing it on the uh on the front end so and one way you can help is get drunk on uh hunger vodka instead of tito's so just gonna mention that up front at uh shane uga says who's left on georgia's board is there any smoke with georgia getting mike matthews you mentioned we already did who's left on the board and uh but what's what about the mike matthews deal yeah i don't know i mean it's i just i don't See it. I mean, again, I, I for, it was probably the South Carolina game just because that was the early season marquee matchup. But he was kind of we we heard during the week that he might be showing up, yeah. and, and we never really got it confirmed one way or another. Um, and and then game day came and went, and he wasn't there. So 
I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's still listening. And his mom, as has been covered, went to Georgia, I think, uh, for grad school. So she obviously loves Georgia. Um, but I don't know, man. I just I don't I don't I'm, I'm not seeing it with Mike Matthews. I could be I could be totally wrong. You know, he gets on campus from these last two games and Georgia, you know, rolls some momentum up and flips him at the end. And then, then, you know, I'm more of an idiot than I already am. But I just think it's more likely Georgia ends up getting a Terrell Anderson more so than than getting Mike Matthews personally. I think there's going to be a lot of wide receiver eyes on the Georgia offense over the next three games because no Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 kind of the negative pitch now is Georgia's offense only throws to Brock Bowers. You're going to have to win at the wide receiver. Not to say Oscar Depp's not going to come in and have, you know, five catches a game, but I'm saying you're going to have to win at the wide receiver position. I think there's a lot of odds they're going to be on wide receiver um, because everybody is under the assumption that Brock Bowers was Georgia's offense. Well, Brock Bowers is not uh, getting 550 total yards per game. I mean, that's just (laughs) – you know, ludicrous to even think about, but I think the the negative pitch is Georgia only throws to Brock Bowers. So no Brock Bowers, Florida, Ole Miss, Missouri, you have an opportunity to really, um, you know, highlight those wide receivers uh, because uh, more, more so now without, without Brock being there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I have to say to that, to that, you know, when I was talking to the Cardinal war on the 26 wide receiver, I, I straight up asked him, I was like, you know, do you think that, uh, you know, the Bulldogs not throwing the ball, their receivers is fake? And he said, you know, in quote, if I had to say, I think it's actually a pretty fake statement. I watched it with my own eyes. They threw the ball around pretty well that night and talking about that Kentucky night. He said the passing game really looked smooth. And he he liked that Georgia spread the ball around to, you know, ever have, I think, maybe 12, a dozen pass catchers against Kentucky. So, you know, I think that – uh you know, at least on some level, these recruits know that that statement that Georgia doesn't throw the ball just to it, or that Georgia throws the ball just to his tight ends is pretty fake. Yeah, I, I talked to Travis Smith Jr. Uh, from Westlake this past Friday. And, you know, Dell McGee was at that uh, Westlake Carrollton game. So was uh, Brian McClendon. And he's like, look, Coach McClendon, I got two Georgia coaches here to see me. Uh, they tell me I'm a priority. Um you know, they were also there to see one Gaston, the big offensive lineman for 2025. And, you know, both of them were very impressed that there are two Georgia coaches, one on either side of the field, watching them. And, uh, but I did ask Travis about that. I'm like, what's the idea that, you know, Georgia's RBU and they don't throw the ball? And he goes, no, no, they didn't throw it fine. And the fact that they're here to see me, that lets me know that I'm a priority and it means a lot to me. So um, the negative recruiting won't always get through. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Last question uh, from Space Pope Three: Is Georgia still recruiting Dylan Stewart with South Carolina looking rough? You know that's a name. It's it's like from Star Wars. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm sure they kept touch, but honestly, I mean, Georgia fell out of that one for I mean a couple months before he committed to South Carolina I just I don't really see him getting back in it I think if we're looking at a five tech flip target again it's Williams Winery it's uh, Brian Taylor the Juco kid it's uh, you know someone else who might pop up but I just I don't think Dylan Stewart is is really on the on the radar at all Um, but again if he shows up on campus then 
then all bets are off. But I, I just, I, I don't think he's really uh, kind of high on the board right now. All right. Well, I think that's got most of them answered there. Um, looking through the comments there, I don't think there's any that we missed or anything that we didn't answer. All right. So, uh, where are you guys going? Who, who are you going to go see next? Well, I I'm going to all the time because I got friends who who uh, who plan interesting weddings. But um, next weekend, I'm going to Dublin, Swainsboro. That's um, you know to see Johnson versus Demello Jones. Who Demello? Last time I saw him, had one of the best high school games I've ever seen. He just absolutely dominated. So that'll be a good game. Uh, Lance, I think you're going to see K. Michael Friday, I believe, yes. right? Statesboro is playing um, in Waycross, so I'm going to go see uh, them two play. Um, and then I'm going to try to stop, uh, since I'm staying in Amelia Island, Amelia Island, Florida, Florida, going to try to get in contact with Camden County coach and go go visit Elias Williams and just go you know catch up with him. And I know he's been a Georgia commit in the 25 class as a tight end for a while. So just mm-hmm. you know, kind of go see uh, see him. I know he's been to a game this year. So just kind of uh, catch up, see how his uh, junior season's going in in his first year at Camden County because he was at Charlton County, home of the uh, the Bailey brothers um, the last few years. So, Trent, you're actually going to do something for a change? Uh, Jed hadn't told me, so <laughs> – I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm going wed to crash a wedding with Jed. Yeah. I worked wedding in New Orleans. It's going to be a good time. Oh, don't take Patrick with you. <laughs> no, not Patrick. Not about it. Man, poor, poor Patrick catches shrapnel. <laughs> and here was I was the one I couldn't stand. So yeah, I, I, I won't throw stones. I won't throw stones at our boy Pat. Uh, Marvin Hudson wants to know what happened to Darius Smith. Uh, we had a lot of team questions. We're going to kind of hold those for uh, our uh, UJ Sports Live show. So we'll check out over there. But uh, uh, we'll have uh, updates on that. And a lot of the questions that were uh, asked by uh, DeFranklin31, he has a bunch of good questions about, you know, Brock Bowers returning and injury reports and stuff like that. So we all we appreciate the questions from DeFranklin31. But We'll try to answer those on uh, the UGA Sports live show. Yeah, so that'd be a good one there. Um, that, that's it. So, uh, again, uh, you guys will be on the road. It's the Georgia, Florida weekend. We'll try to see some kids. But hopefully by next week, we can have some new updates for the folks at uh, UGA Sports. So be sure to always check the front page of UGASports.com. That's where all the news is. And then go by the vault. We have two message boards at ujsports.com. There's the dog vent where we talk Georgia football. And then there's the vault where we talk Georgia recruiting. And the reason they were split years and years ago was, was there were so many uh, recruiting questions, people couldn't find all the football talk. So we split them into two boards. I know most sites aren't big enough to do that, but ours is pretty large. And so if you want to talk just recruiting, check out the vault. If you want to talk Georgia football or, you know, other football, you know, you want to make fun of other teams and uh, go talk all sorts of college football stuff. That's at on the dog vent at UJSports.com. So check it out when you get a chance. Anyway, for Jed, Trent, and Lance, my name is Roddy. We will see you next week. Take care.